This is Sunday night, worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecost Wednesday Church, November the 7th, 2021. House Divided Part 2 is the message. We'll start off with the praise team. I'm in the glory land way. Listen to the call, the gospel call today. Get in the glory land way. Wanderers, come home, oh, hasten to obey. And get in the glory land way. I'm in the glory land way. Glory land way. Soon I shall see him in that home above. Oh, I'm in the glory land way. I'm in the glory land way. I'm in the glory land way. Heaven is near and the way grows. Hallelujah, 
Shouting time and glory. Amen. Might be seated. Praise the Lord. Appreciate you being here tonight. You know, for some reason or today's drug or something. I don't know. It's just it might be because I had to pull an hour back last night, but uh but anyway, it's dark outside, and church can be over in just a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Anyway, we want to finish up what we started up when we finished up, uh, finished what we started off this morning, and uh, we were in Matthew chapter twelve, um, and we were down to verse. I think we went through verse twenty-eight, and I'll be going through verse thirty-two. I think it is, Sister Jenny. That's where I'll be going, and. Uh, so, uh, yeah, because I finished up with verse 38, 28, I mean, but if Jesus said, but if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, Jesus, he did not cast out devils because he was God, as I said this morning, but because he was a, was a, a man filled with the spirit, then the kingdom of God is come unto you, he said. So this place the Pharisees, as I said, in an unattainable position. If the Spirit of God was actually helping him, talking about Jesus, and he had already made it clear that such would not be done without the Spirit of God, then they must admit that he is the Messiah. And now what happened was their accusations backfired on them. And if you go through the scripture, you'll find out that a lot of times when people try to, try to do something against Christ, it backfired. It backfired. And so, and that's the same thing today. When the devil tries to do something to you and I, we as being children of God, it will backfire on him. So verse 29 is where we're going to start at. Or else, he said, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house? Now notice what Jesus said. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his good except he first bind the strong man. What Jesus is telling us here is, that by, by an analogy this tonight, declares his authority, talking about Jesus' authority, to bind Satan. He is stronger than the strong man. He is stronger than the strong man is. In so doing, he presents a valuable principle in, in spiritual warfare, remembering that Jesus gives us the permission to use his name and authority given us the strength 
We may need in binding the strong man in our life. Jesus Christ has given us everything we need to be able to bind Satan himself uh, because of his name, the power that's in his name, and the authority that's in his name, and he's given us the same thing. We need to also understand that at Calvary, Satan was totally, absolutely, 100% defeated. At Calvary, Satan was defeated. So we are, we are after Calvary. So if Satan was defeated at Calvary, then what you and I need to understand, and I'm sure we do, we already know, that, that, that Satan is defeated also in this day and time we live in right now. So with the name of Jesus, Satan has to bow at our command. Now verse 30 says, he that is not with me is against me. It is impossible tonight to take a neutral position regarding Christ. The word against denotes opposition. He said, he that is not with me is against me. And then he went on to say, he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Now this refers to the truth that one cannot be with Christ and against his true service. You can't be, a, you can't be with Christ and be against his true service. It don't work that way. Amen? So the presence of Emmanuel tests, tests everything and everybody. Jesus removes illusions about any neutral ground in regard to his ministry. If you aren't for him tonight, he says you are against him. And then verse 31, wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Now notice what Jesus said. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin, blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. Now, now this is, listen to what he said. Whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him, but... Whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Now, the suggestion that Jesus could be, uh, could be uh, the long-awaited Messiah, but a quick response from the religious leaders. Okay, what I just said, the suggestion that Jesus could be the long-awaited Messiah brought a quick response from the religious leaders. They accused Jesus of casting out demons by the power of Satan. In other words, they could not deny his power, but rather they, attended, they attributed it to some evil or demonic source. Now, who would want to follow someone who is working with Satan? Anybody in the building would like to follow someone that's working for Satan? Since the religious, religious leaders uh, were supposedly in a position to determine the source of Jesus' miracles, this accusation had to be answered by the Lord. Now, Jesus responded by showing how un unreasonable their arguments were. He made it clear that Satan himself would not cast out Satan. Satan would not cast out Satan. Satan was not in the business of casting out himself. The power to cast out demons belongs to God and to him alone. The fact that Jesus could cast out demons made it plain that the power of God was operating among them. Now that's what they had to recognize. They had to see that. The fact that Jesus himself could cast out, uh, could cast out demons uh, made it plain tonight 
that the power of God was operating uh, among the Pharisees and those uh, unbelievers and those that were coming against Christ, uh, those that were accusing him uh, 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 of casting out Satan by Satan. Uh, so they had, to, they, had, they had to see it. They had to, it had, he showed it to them right there. Therefore, these people were held responsible to respond to God's miraculous power in their midst. Each and every individual throughout the world tonight is held responsible to respond to God's miraculous power in our midst. The re to reject God's work among them was uh, insulting and, or cursing God. It was blaspheming the work of the Holy Spirit. You'll find in the Old Testament tonight the prescribed, uh, 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 that, that was prescribed the death penalty, the death penalty for those who did such things. They were automatically given a death penalty when you, when you, when you, when you uh, blaspheme uh, God himself. So, uh, consequently, attributing Jesus' spirit-led miracles to a demonic source was the worst sin which, could, which they could commit, and indeed, by doing so, they were cursing the God of the Bible. One of the worst things you can do, the worst thing you can do, one of the worst things you can do is... Uh, attributing uh, Jesus' spirit-led miracles to a demonic source. I got news for the world tonight. Jesus is not a demonic force. He's the very son of God. This sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit was unforgivable. Matthew records Jesus saying that there would be no forgiveness uh, in this life or the next for what these religious leaders had done. The, the seriousness of their sin was made plain to them. That's exactly what he told them. Interesting tonight, we find that Jesus said that sin against him could be forgiven. Sin against Jesus could be forgiven. But what did he go on to say? But there would be no forgiveness of those who blaspheme the Holy Spirit. This seems to mean that people could... Uh, ear, ear, <laughs> If I do something idiotically, okay? Some of my words here, some of my spelling is up. So this seems to me that people could uh, ignorantly or unintentionally say things against Jesus without committing the unparable sin. And that goes on, uh, if you, you just listen to folks talking this day and time, you'll find out that that goes on a, a lot. That happens a whole lot. That people in, uh, un, unintentionally sometimes, uh, they begin to say things against Christ uh, that, that for that, for, for against him uh, is, is not the unparable sin. They can be forgiven. I hear people all the time using God's name in vain. And sometimes when I'm, I'm in a crowd and people start talking and they start using, using the bad language, four-letter words, this way one thing, another. They use the Lord's name in vain. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want you to understand something. They said, what is it? I said, that's not his last name. You need to quit doing that. You need to quit using God's name in vain. I mean, literally, you just have to tell folks. You see, but forgiveness is still possible for those who do this. They can ask forgiveness and God will forgive them. However, if a person knowingly 
and definitely speaks insults against the power of the Holy Spirit who is testifying to the truth of Jesus and his message, there is no forgiveness possible. This was an especially terrible sin, this was an especially terrible sin which the religious leaders were committing at this particular time. Indeed, they were publicly attributing Jesus' miraculous power to the devil because they said he's casting out devils, but he's doing it by devil. He's doing it by Beelzebub. So what they were doing, they were committing this, this uh, attributing Jesus' miraculous power to the devil himself. And there is, you know, what he said, blaspheme of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. This was not done in ignorance. In fact, it was a willing rejection of the God of the Bible, the God whom they were supposed to be serving. Furthermore, they were doing it publicly. It wasn't something done in a back corner somewhere. They were doing this publicly tonight. So, so, and by doing so, uh, uh, we have to see in front of the multitude. It was in front of the whole crowd. They were putting their authority against his. I mean, notice no, there's no greater authority than God himself. There's no greater authority than the Holy Ghost. I mean, we have authority in Jesus' name, but we don't have the authority. He has the authority. He's given us the authority to use his name tonight. Aren't you glad of that, that you have his name tonight? In this particular context, the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit was a denial of the work of the Holy Spirit in the person of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit was working in Jesus as well as through Jesus. He was working in him as well as through him. The Spirit of God was testifying to everyone that Jesus was the Messiah. Rejecting the message of the Spirit was the same as rejecting or insulting the God of the Bible again. So you can't reject God. You can't reject the Holy Spirit. You can't reject this. You have to receive it. And by rejecting this of Christ, the Bible says there is no forgiveness for blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. And like I said this morning, I've had people over the years throughout the ministry tell me, they said, well, I think I've blasphemed the Holy Ghost. I said, really? Sure. Have you? Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. I remember one particular lady that I, I pastored one of my first churches. When I pastored, she'd come to me all. She said, Pastor, I messed up. I said, what do you mean? She said, I blasphemed the Holy Ghost. I said, you have? She said, yeah. You sure? Yeah. I said, Why, what makes you think so? Because I'm just so unworthy. I'm so unworthy. I don't even deserve to be, to, to, to have the salvation. I said, what are you talking about? You're so unworthy. I said, all of us are unworthy. We're all unworthy. He's the one that makes us worthy tonight, amen? Because him, that's, that's where the wordness comes from. I said, do you still desire the Lord? Do you still want the Lord? Do you still love Jesus? Well, yeah. I said, well, don't forget about blasphemy of the Holy Ghost because if there's a desire in there to keep serving the Lord, uh, then you haven't blasphemed the Holy Ghost. So there is something else we must note. These religious leaders were in a continuous state of denying that the miracles of Jesus were accomplished through the power of God. Consequently, they were in continuous state of sin or rebellion against God. What made matters worse tonight was worse. These were the religious authorities. These were the Pharisees. These were the priests. These were the religious people, so to speak. That's what made it so worse. And by them being who they were, and they had, they were, were the ones that were in authority. Then they 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 held a lot of of uh, of respect from the people. So they were leading the people literally wrong. They were teaching them wrong. And as I told you this morning, the difference in a religious person and a spirit-led person is a religious. 
religious person is just a person who's going by the way of the flesh in their cells, but the spirit-led person is one that's being led by God himself, one that God is using, and they're doing what God wants, and they'll literally lay their self down, get their self out of the way, and they'll let God do with them what he so desires. So what made it worse, I said, these were the religious authorities, the spiritual leaders of that day. So they held, they, 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 they held a lot of influence over the people. Do you know the more influence you have, the more responsibility you'll have, and the more accountability you're going to have? Amen? So we need to really figure out what, where we are and what's going on. The church in this world today needs to realize uh, that she has the authority over all the, all the forces of hell. The church has the authority over that. So their testimony carried great weight, uh, as I said, with the people. Great weight with the people. Their false accusations uh, could not go unchallenged. Everything they did because of what they did. You go back, Jesus, he told them, he said, look, he said, any kingdom or city or, 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 or anything that, that is uh, divided among itself, Amen. He said, "Will not stand. It will. It will be. It will crumble down." And that's what's going on. So these religious leaders of, the, of this day and time, what they were doing, they had, they had, they had, they evidently had great respect for the people. But when Jesus came in, uh, it made a big difference. When Jesus came in, they saw the difference. Uh, when they accused him of what they accused him of, uh, he stood there and let them know he had the authority to let them know that no, 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 I'm not casting out uh, Satan or devils. Uh, or demons by Beelzebub. I'm casting out demons by the spirit and by the power of God. So the devil cannot, cannot cast out himself. He won't cast out himself. And that's what was going on in this, in this time. And Jesus just let them know, if we blaspheme against the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, there is no forgiveness whatsoever. Aren't you glad you're living in a time and an hour right now that you know that God is on the scene, God's gonna protect us, he's gonna help us, and we are at the point that none of us have, have blasphemed the Holy, the Holy Ghost of God tonight. Aren't you glad of that? When I first got saved, I, God was really dealing with me and I, I didn't understand all this stuff and I began to think some of the same things. I'm not worthy. I'm, I, I, I don't deserve it. I don't do this. I ain't got that. I don't, you know, I was just an individual that just, I didn't, I didn't think that, that God had anything that, that, or I had anything that God wanted to use and I just put myself as a castaway. But God let me know, son, no, no, no. He said, Jesus went to the cross. He died for you. So you have not been so far gone. You're not so far lost that I can't come in and save you tonight. And so I begin to thank God. I'm so thankful tonight. I'm so thankful as I begin to pray and seek the Lord on my own and, and people praying for me, and people talking with me, people teaching me, and people showing me things. And they were helping me as I, I was on this journey of something that I had no earthly idea, I didn't know anything about. I didn't know all that much about Jesus, didn't know anything about the word. I didn't know anything about the teachings of the word. But people were, were taking me and helping me and praying for me and teaching me different things and helping me to understand that regardless of how you feel within your God himself gave his son and his son gave his life that you could have life and you could overcome every obstacle that the enemy brings you away tonight and I'm so thankful tonight that Jesus and God the Father the Holy Ghost he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself that he could use for the glory of God and I don't know about you but I believe you the same way you feel, you feel so honored tonight that God saw in you what you didn't see in yourself and he was able to take that and he was able to make something out of that and he could use it for the glory of God. Is that all right? Somebody shout praise the Lord. Told you. Everybody stand to your feet. I was going to get into 
the next portion, but I, I, I just don't feel in my heart to do it. Uh, where he talks about the good trees and the bad trees. The good fruit and the bad fruit. We'll get into that some other time. But I want you to just pray for us tonight that God's going to help us. He's going to be with you. Uh, I'm doing good. I just want to say I'm doing good. I'm just wrestling with blood pressure right now. And we're trying to get it under control. But I'm doing good. Got no problems at all as far as somebody said I'm, I'm healthy as a horse as far as I know. But when you go to the doctor, they start finding things wrong with you, and then you start wondering. So just pray for us that God's going to continue to give us the strength. I've got to go see a doctor this week. They're going to help do some things and see if we can get some things going. But anything, all is good. I want you to know that. I'm so thankful tonight because of what God's doing with me and what God's helping me and God's blessing me and God's strengthening me. But I just, I'm just, I just need prayer tonight, okay? But that'll be okay. Let's pray, Father in heaven. I love you tonight. I thank you and I praise you and I glorify you, Lord, for all you've done. I ask, Father, for your perfect divine will to be done tonight, God. Father, I thank you, Master, for what strength I have. And Lord, I know God. Lord, our bodies go through different, different stages, different, different things. And, but Master, even through it all, you're still in control of it. And Father, I ask, Lord, that you continue to touch and continue to bless those we prayed for this morning. I pray for Sister Florence, Lord, God, whose, whose, blood, whose blood is all out of whack. They're, they're trying to find out some things that's going on. Lord, I just pray for her, God, that you would intervene and touch her and bless her and strengthen her, Lord, and heal her body. Father, others this morning were spoken of, Lord, that have cancer, Lord, if they're fighting cancer. God, I'm fighting something, Lord, as simple as a little high blood pressure, Lord, and I'm thankful to know, God, that you're still on the scene. I thank you, Lord, for being with us, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for, Lord, you're going to help us, Lord, throughout this ordeal. God, that it's all going to come under subjection to the Word, and the Word says we're healed. And God, that we're going to be healed tonight, God, in Jesus' name. So, Father, I just pray for strength in the body, God. You're going to help us and be, that we will be obedient. You will use us for your glory. And, Master, we'll stand careful not to give you all the praise, the glory, and honor of everything that's done, Lord. In Jesus' name, we humbly pray. What announcements do we have tonight? Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going on. Here. Also, Facebook users search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church and subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider or you can go to our website website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 10:30 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.